1: Hello, we are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious
2: about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand.
1: Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn and... Stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open.
2: Follow Salon Sleuth on all major podcast platforms.
1: Well, hello, Leslie and Salon Sleuth fans. How are you? I'm good. You How look are you? so tan. Well, that's what happens when you
2: have a boat.
1: And you have just naturally tanning skin you don't yes, get I red very easily i get red and then it turns brown very yeah. quickly i do too but i think i just start naturally whiter than you you get you get definitely tanner than i do so how are you doing today
2: i'm good we just had a weird thing happen michael was stopped at the house to get yeah. something for work then was leaving and he noticed a lady pulled up to the park across the street from her house Yeah. And she had two little kids and a dog. They get out of the car and then the kids start screaming about something and then they get in the back of the car. She basically puts them in the back of the car and then he sees her like hitting them. Oh dear. And then she goes over and then shakes the other one. Oh dear. And it's so like upsetting that he calls me and I'm like, okay, follow her, get her license plate number. So we do that. And then usually when you're not from this neighborhood, if you don't know your way out, you're just driving up and down the streets because it's like a maze kind of, right. So that's what she's doing, but she's driving like erratically. Like she looks like she's going to take a left and then she takes a right and she's driving down the middle of the road and she's like all over the place. So, um, we got in the car, he's following her, but he doesn't want to make it obvious. So then I would go in front of him to try to find her. And so I ended up just finding her. He left, he got off the phone call with the non-emergency police. And then I called him back because I found her parked on the side of the road. So <gasps> I said, you might want to just double check the kids for marks because he, I didn't witness, but he said he saw her hitting them. And so we did, did our you... own little sleuthing today. I don't know if they're wow. up there now talking to her. I finally was like, I've done everything I could. Yeah. And I to, like walk away. Did we they actually get the come? I did, that's the thing I don't know. I, I saw where she was parked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normally like Lake Oswego police, there's going to be four up there probably yeah. in a minute, but I was surprised it was taking so long, you know? Yeah. So, so she was back on the side. I told him exactly where she was. And um, and it's funny because he's like, well, what's the name of the park? And I was like, so we in the neighborhood call it Golden Rock Park because somebody has painted a, ro- a big rock gold. And then it wears yeah. off. They painted gold again. We don't know who is painting it gold, but I don't think that's what it says in the city map golden rock park but it's also where the water tower is so i'm like she's right by there just go find her you know and i go and double check the kids i mean they if he saw that they've got to have marks you
1: know oh my god she just looks
2: like a young like frustrated mom but you don't take it out on your children oh geez that's what i that's why i was three minutes
1: late sending you your zoom link oh okay (laughs) i know i got her for three minutes y'all three minutes woohoo and then she's blowing my phone up. Well, so um, somebody had blown oh, your no, phone up. I you called once. <laughs> oh, I thought you called twice back no, to back. <laughs> once. Um, I was like, oh, she's really blowing me up. And I was like, I better click on the link while I'm still talking. But um, we got into a, a political conversation, oh. the, the person I was talking to. Um, so that does kind of go into what today's story is going to be about about parenting and mothers. But um, I want to tell you, of a- a story about that first before because what you're bringing up about calling the 911 um, non emergency, Jacob and I did it on our trip with this huge semi truck. Did I tell you about this? Oh, no. oh my gosh, he's swerving in and out I and mean, he's acting like he's in a sports car. On let's see, it would be what I 84 goes through Idaho. I don't know what that turns into, but that's like a major freeway. And, you know, in Idaho, their speed limits higher, like 75 miles per hour. So he's like booking it like 85 weaving in and out, riding up really close to people. And I'm like, dude, you're going to kill someone. So I called non-emergency and we followed him for probably at least 15 minutes. And he was doing it the whole time. And never did we see a police car. And I stayed on with her, um, for a little while, but I don't think they ever, pulled him over. I don't think anything ever happened because then we pulled, we had to pull off to go to the bathroom or something. And then we got back on, never saw him pulled over or anything, gave her license plate, the truck, the whole nine yards. And I don't think anything ever happened to him, which kind of pisses me off. So so I hope that Lake Oswego, because I I do kind of know, you know, a little bit about those Lake Oswego police officers, uh, they're, they take that shit a little more seriously. I don't think they have the kind of high crime that, you know, Portland I think she you have- had a Washington plate, so maybe they're like, Well, maybe she can be somebody
2: else's problem. Oh. Maybe not. Like, yeah. Maybe they were all busy oh. doing something else. But I was like, just go over there and just check on the kids. That's my main concern.
1: Yeah. Those little Seriously. Ones. Yeah. I mean, what could they have done that? Happened? Well, nothing could be bad
2: enough to be getting feet in the, park yeah. across the street like that just does not seem well
1: at first when they were screaming you said when they got out of the car i thought maybe they got stung by a bee or you know something like that and then i was but why would she start hitting them that doesn't make any sense so that was Wait, my first I don't
2: know. thought michael but, said that he was going to go talk to her and then she left so he's uh... like oh
1: darn it. He's going to see what was going on. Well, but- can you imagine <laughs> big Michael coming to talk to you? I mean, I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, but if he did come, that would have made a, such a huge impact on those kid and those kids and the mother, yeah. like stop what you are doing. This is not okay. This is not how you treat your kids. Like, yeah. Ooh, scary. Right. Very well, scary. I mean,
2: I could give you an d- update on my son and how I discipline. Oh, yes. What he was faced with as We talked about a little bit ago, my son was uh, kicked out of church camp and it was because he climbed an area he was not supposed to with five other students
1: in the middle of the night,
2: in the middle of the night. And they had one little flashlight and one of them didn't have a shirt on. One (laughs) of them had like slippers. Like
1: slides on. Okay, but that's not the big deal. If they choose to Well, it was a big like
2: deal because like... it's such a steep hill that they could have fallen and broken a leg. They could have gotten yes. stepped on a rattlesnake. They could have gotten swept like up by a cougar. Like there's all kinds of reasons why they're not, that's why they're not supposed yes. to do it. But I do have to mention that his camp counselor didn't make it very clear that you can't do it. He was like, you can't do this oh yeah so it wasn't like a hard no it so was that what your like, said? just don't get caught like you know so they got caught they got sick They got caught. yeah um so it, it it took me about eight and a half hours to get him right well I got him and brought him home so it, it was eight hour eight and a half hours total the driving to get him back home it also cost me $135 in gas. The camp itself was $550. We spent about a couple hundred dollars getting things that he wanted for camp. Yep. And um, and my client said I had to cancel that day. So <gasps> it's about 990. dollars yep. And at minimum wage, he owed me 82 and a half hours of work. Oh, if, I love you. If, if he volunteers with me, um, he gets double hours. So like today he had a four hour opportunity to work with me and volunteering at the closet. And because for eight all eight you hours. listeners,
1: for all you listeners, she runs the Lake Oswego, uh, clothes closet in her off time. Yes.
2: Um, and so he could have gotten eight hours. He decided to sleep instead. So <gasps> it, would, it would have been already in the sixties by now. So right now we are, I don't know about the sun and the heat, But it makes weeds go crazy. So our backyard, um, besides we hadn't been keeping it up, is full of weeds. It almost looks like we have a grassy knoll, but it's all weeds. (laughs) And so he's pulling those. As soon as he's done pulling those and adding. um, So our fence is falling down between my house and my neighbor's house. And because of the price of wood, and we can't decide on which material we want what it to look like. We are waiting until the prices go down and then we can really decide what we're gonna do. So we bought some fabric to put on the fence because the, the boards are falling down and gotcha. they have a swimming pool and I don't want my dogs to drown in it. Right. So we're putting up fabric. So as soon as he pulls the weeds and puts up that fabric, he's earned just his phone back, but he doesn't have a phone, his Xbox, his VR
1: or friends. None of that. Oh my God, good and job, mom. He can we-
2: skateboard in the
1: driveway only. Okay. So did you say that he if he would have gotten up today, he would have already had sixty volunteer hours. So he's working on oh, if he would have gone
2: with me to volunteer, he would have earned eight hours, which would have been okay. into the sixties, the high sixties oh. of what hours he owes me. But okay. he's currently still at like seventy two hours that he owes me still. Oh my gosh.
3: I like so do what I get this. And
2: I was like, no, because my problem is like so he didn't go freshman year because it was all online, right? Yeah. If he goes to school and he causes problems at school, I told him I will take him out of that school. And I am not kidding. But if I am relaxed at all in this punishment, yes. he won't believe me in the next. Yes. So right now he still has 74 hours. He's currently in the backyard pulling weeds or at least last time I checked. Um, and then he'll just get his phone. I did oh give my him a you. at one point for like 10 minutes. I said, let your friends know that I didn't kill you.
4: <laughs> you know, but said you'll that be
2: offline
1: for, yeah, the, yeah. for
2: probably the end of summer but yeah uh, I took it very seriously and I'm like you got kicked out of a place where the the nicest people in the world are like yeah. but I do have a few issues with the camp because they said they had a meeting at one point if they should have sent him back earlier the, yeah. a group of kids back earlier not just my son and then like well that's when you they should have called me. called him. you yeah because I would it would have stopped right then and there whatever right. issue he was creating would have been done. Right. And then, um, you know, the whole thing calling me at midnight to basically leave my house at four 30 in the morning to get him, which means I'm not sleeping between midnight and four. I basically should have just left at twelve thirty anyway right. to right. get him. Um, and it was actually, I paid the price of my son's sins because I had to drive him. And then I had to stop three times because I'm falling asleep in the car to get home. So that was dangerous. And then putting us at risk along with the other drivers I thought was, but then I understand that they did not want us and um, I don't blame them. I just think things could have been a little handled a little differently, but that's just looking back.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know, as a, as a coach, I struggle with that. I'm a little bit more on the, Hey, tell them immediately when things are going on. And there's a lot of coaches and directors who don't tell the parents until something big happens. And I get both sides of it. Like, well, I'll just see how it goes. You know, we don't want to be like tattling every little, little bit, yeah, but, but they had to talk about if they should send them home. Yeah. If it's to that, it should have been like, Hey, just to let you know, we just had a discussion about whether to send these boys, want your boy with other boys home. Clearly they'd been acting up. This was Right, you might, it might have been good for you <laughs> to know. You, you have to have and them know. You should have called me. Yeah, did they know that yeah. they were on the brink of being sent home? Um, I
2: think they were talked to once before because they had you
1: do yard work, and then they okay.
2: said they they got a little bit better, and then it just went like, you know. But it, I mean, the camp counselor who's only graduated last year.
1: Yeah. Like yeah.
2: He's very young and he didn't have control from the very beginning. And it's hard to get control once you've already lost it. And I think he just didn't like make it like a black and white. You climb the mountain, you're leaving. Yeah. He was just like, Hey, well, uh, just don't get caught kind of
1: thing. Well, he kind of wants to be their buddy. And, you know, at that age, that's kind of still, you know, you and I are both parents like, dude, we're 50. We don't care if they like us or not. You know what I mean? Well,
2: and that, that, that camp counselor, the director is his mother. Oh, okay. So it puts it all in this like weird thing. Anyway, okay. it, it happened, um, and I take it very seriously. And he was sort of the ringleader. He, it was his idea to climb the mountain. Okay. Um,
1: well, <laughs> I applaud you for that. I, I, I. That's the way I parent. Um, at least I try to at all times. Um, I've taken a lot of shit away from my kids and made them earn it back. And I applaud you for that. I know. Well, it's the hard, one and- great
2: thing that has happened is he's been hanging out with me like we've had so much fun we went to that wolf creek Inn for the ghost yeah. hunting, okay. and he totally went with us and had so okay. much fun and then we went to like the you know um the uh the wildlife safari on the way back and then we have he's been surfing with us in the the oregon coast like <laughs> these are things yeah. he would have done otherwise Oh, so it's okay. actually been- He's picked out scary movies to watch. Of course, I love that. And we watched them together and he picked out some really good ones. And so if anything, this has been really fun hanging out with him. And not only that, like, so we went ghost hunting there, right? Yes. And then my neighbors went out of town. Okay. So yeah, you
1: were going to go to their house, right?
2: Yeah. So my neighbors across the street, right? Before they moved in, we knew that there was something in that house. The previous owners told me but then I wasn't sure how to mention it to them. Right. So we go out on the boat, we invite them out.
1: Did I tell you this already? You told me that you were going to go to their house. I don't know that you said that you went on the boat with them.
2: So we invited them on the boat and I mentioned, Oh, we just got back from Wolf Creek ghost hunting. Cause I'm like leading into this. Okay. And um, I'm like, wait a minute. Do you believe in ghosts first? And she's like, yeah. And then they look at each other and she goes, well, we kind of feel like there's something in your house. <gasps> in our house. And I said, there, there is. I know all about it and they're like what and so um then they asked a couple of days later if Lucy would be able to watch their brand new kitchen and I was like oh my god like I want to go over there
4: yeah
2: I didn't say anything I didn't ask but they offered oh ah. uh, seriously and she she's like yeah and I was like she goes just don't summons up anything new yeah I like, exactly I go first of all I wouldn't know how to do that but like thank you for letting me go over there so um, all of us kind of went over there and there was nothing. It didn't feel creepy at all. Okay. It was just this cute, adorable little kitten. And we're all like sitting in a dark house. That was the <laughs> we weirdest thing about it, right?
1: Did so you we take go your equipment? Leave.
2: I did. And, and there were a couple of weird beeps, but nothing. It didn't even feel weird, right? Okay. So we go to leave. And for some reason, I remembered like um, in Google Maps or Google Earth or whatever, if you look at the picture at the front of their house, there's a lady standing in the window and I sent it to the previous owners what? because I thought it was a ghost, right? They caught a ghost in the window. No, it was Bob's mom. So it was an actual person, but Did as he we die in the house? the house, what's that? Did Bob's mom die in the house? No, no. Bob's mom is okay. still alive. That's okay. why I know it wasn't a ghost. It was an actual person. Okay. And sometimes she would look at the park. So it was, a, that's what Google earth shows this woman okay. sitting in the window. So I was like, Ooh, I just want to take a picture of the house. So I take a picture of the house and Okay. So if you're listening to this, go to YouTube, because I'm going to post right now in this sentence, I'm going to post a picture of the house that I took. It is, the house is like this, but it's all swirly. But it's not a live photo. It's just a regular photo. And then I've tried to take my phone and like move as I'm doing it, taking the picture and it, I don't need, I can't even recreate how this picture was taken. I'll send it to you right now because, um,
1: so do you think uh, it's like on a vortex or an Indian burial ground or? <laughs> it was
2: right in front of the house and all of us were like, uh, and they were like, you probably shouldn't send that picture to the new owners because it's just super creepy. Um, so we go home, right? And then I go to go get something. Somebody had posted um, by Nothing Like Us We Go. So I go and pick up something and then I came home and I park in front of my house. And as I'm walking around, it looks like somebody... Like was like gonna scare me. They got down behind the retaining wall and like ducked down. Like I saw their head and they ducked down. So as I'm turning the corner, I'm thinking someone's gonna jump out at me, right? This is your
1: retaining wall? What's that? Is this your retaining wall in front of your house or this house? Yeah, but it's really short. You know, it's
2: only like two and a half feet. So as I turn the corner, I see somebody actually duck down behind the retaining wall. And so I go around, I'm like (gasps) And there's nobody there and I was like okay that's weird then I'm like looking around the cars there's nobody there and so I go inside the house and I said April the weirdest thing just happened and she's like shut up and I was like what she goes I just saw something go down the stairs <gasps> light went down the stairs and I was like and you know every time every time April's here she says she sees stuff all the time right and we've had weird like door shutting and things but I don't really think anything of it as much as I believe in this, I'm probably pretty skeptical, right? <laughs> so I go and I get my ghost stuff and I go downstairs by myself. And I said, like, if something's here, light up the light and it lit up. And I'm like, <gasps> trying not to like panic, right? Freak
1: out. Yeah. And so you're I'm wanting
2: going, to get this on video. You have none of this on video. Wait a I do. I have another video I'll show you. So I go and get Deegan and I said, Deegan, come downstairs with me for a minute.
1: And he's like, okay. Why didn't April come down with you?
2: And no, she's next. Okay. So then he comes down, and I say, "Oh my God, I have to find this video because it's so funny." He and um, I said, "You know, if there's something here, um, light up," and it lights up. And then you hear ah. Dean go, "Open the door. Just go near the ball or that red light right there, and we know that you're here with us."
4: Turn on the light.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, like, get me out of here because it's pitch black, right? Then I go and get April, and we're, now we're all down there. And Michael's sound asleep, so it's me, Cora, April, and Deegan, and we're basically asking these questions to the things, and the things are lighting up only when you ask it, right? And um, and meanwhile, we have a motion light outside the door. Yeah. And every night when April's sleeping, it goes off all night long. And but there's nothing out there, so I set up a camera to like catch it. Ever yeah. since the ever since I set up the camera it no. hadn't gone off except the night when she's leaving between 1 and 3:12. it went off seven times but you can't see anything out there like and it you have to be pretty significant like a little moth won't set it off because it has to be a bigger thing and then the machine that I set outside the door is lighting up and she she finally got up and like turned it off like she's like but she had to get up that morning she left at 4 30 but that night there were all these really crazy things happening like
4: Sitting on the bed, and all I see is this like this hand width of a something go this way. As soon as she asked the question, and the ball just went crazy, and I got up, and we get out of the door, and your mom blocked me and was crawling, and then I didn't know if I wanted to cry. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I don't know. And my whole body is in chills right now. (laughs) We did it over. And my heart is racing like I'm going to have a heart attack. Wow. And then, she brought out another little thing. I'm like, because she was skeptical of the cat toy. And the thing just lit up blue. (laughs) And my whole body was in chill mode. And chills and chills like I never had chills. And I'm like. And nobody was around that. See, so you didn't walk by slot. that. You were sitting. Oh, was it one of these? So did you, oh, and you it
2: was the, 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 the very next night. So that was all Friday night. Saturday night, um, we went back down to the room to do it again. And the room feels totally normal. It's not creepy like it was the night before. Because the night before, just everyone was super spooked yeah and then the saturday night we went there was nothing we're like i guess it's not here tonight like because nothing was happening
1: okay but um her her brother is the one who died who yes. seems to give her messages so did you ask we this? did it did it wasn't clear it didn't say it was him what is it her spirit guide or her grandmother or grandfather i mean
2: like we would ask like are you related to somebody in the house and like it wouldn't say like it would only light up for yes basically and we took the blank as no and if i can find this video for you i'll also put this video on um and then i can i'll have like the video of april explaining what had happened to her because as she's telling the story you can hear in her voice that she is like freaking out freaking out it's like, and, <laughs> and I'm getting chills. And she's like, got one pant leg up because she kept trying to show you like the hair on her legs is going up. And she's like, I'm like, cause she's sitting there with one leg showing one knot. And I'm like, what are you doing? And, but she's telling the story, like how she sees this flash of light and the light goes off. And uh, yeah, it, it, like it oh really freaked her out. And Laura... she knows something's down there because yeah. when
1: they first came here, Cora ha- saw the the
2: door move right the, door, the door opened but we're like okay that could be explained let's just it's a heavy door so it let's just maybe it was like a door from upstairs enough suction or whatever in the house let's just say let's just give it maybe that wasn't it but the curtain above their bed fell like it's on a tension rod it's been up there for years like it just happened to like finally work its way out we don't know it's back up there now because i could
1: get behind the tension rod falling because tension rods do do that the, but you were saying that door is super heavy so how it does is- it just yeah. fly open know.
2: see that's funny because i would say the tension rod thing is more like valid than the door i mean both- i don't know because yeah, it, both of them happening within moments of each other. Because after that, Cora wouldn't go downstairs by themselves, by herself. And then when we were ghost hunting, at one point, Steve's in there with us, and then he's like, "I'm not in here anymore." Like he w- didn't want to be in there.
1: Who's he? he Who's Steve? Who's my dog? Oh, <laughs> dog Steve. Okay, Stevie, Stevie the dog. Are we calling yes. him Stevie or Steve? Because I think Stevie's better because it's kind of Shit's Creek Stevie.
2: Oh, we just call him Steve. Are we calling yeah. Stephanie or Stefan or? <laughs> Stephen Lewinsky like we call him all kinds of things but his name is Steve my dog he finally left the room because he's like I don't want to be in here anymore okay
1: so tell me about um or or I'll tell you first about the um Wolf Creek thing because you were going we did we met
2: some cool people there who um okay but you didn't record right There was really nothing to record. There were like, um, the lights would go off here and there, but then it's an old building. Like, is it that the floor creaked enough? Like, no, it didn't. Oh, no, no. Okay, earlier in the night, um, the lights would just flash off. But, you know, as you walk by, it's such an old building that maybe there's enough movement in the floor that might cause this thing to rock, which then would make the light go off, right? I'm just saying that's what it was. But that night when we were ghost hunting, April and Deegan were looking at some like, little pamphlets on the side of the wall and april's looking through the guest book and they're actually on the other side of that wall is the um the store the little gift shop okay. but nobody's in there and um and we're down in the parlor around the corner and all the rooms are kind of upstairs or um away from us okay. and at one point april and Deegan are quiet they're just standing there and they hear a shh shh and april's like what the and they're like it came from this room and then we we're okay that was kind of weird right so we go home that night or the next day and we watch the ghost adventures because they went there yep. and a lot of it was like over the top i was like oh oh, oh do i have something on my neck like they were just like we did not experience half the stuff that they experienced besides they said like demons are running through the woods in front and there's like five trees in front it wasn't like that at all but they just say did we just get shushed and we were like oh because they heard that. And so that night, like it was like two in the morning, we're in the parlor and Vivian, who's only like 14, um, is asking all the questions. Like, are you here with us? And it would light up. And then it would be like, um, every time she'd ask a question, it would light up or not light up. Like it was definitely like interacting. It was weird. I can't say what it was exactly. Like as much as I want to believe it, I'm like, I don't know. Like what if it was just weird, but I do have to say, in our downstairs, I have this EMF reader. And an EMF, you could like, put it on the wall and you can see where the electro- electrical wiring is within the wall, right? Yeah. Or if I put my phone near it, it kind of lights it up and stuff. Okay. Um, but it was just sitting on the floor in my room when we're asking questions and it's lighting all the way up. Like The only way to make that happen is if the energy has changed. Listen, if there's a spirit in this house, light up the ball. That. <laughs> what is what happening
4: right now? the heck? Are you videoing? I am.
3: Why are you scared?
2: Okay, I'm going to put my phone near it. It's not my phone. Okay.
4: Yeah, do it again or else you're a wimp. This? Do it. No, no, no. The... no. Double tap that blue light. Do it twice. Dose. Holy Holy crap. <laughs> hey, do it Do it four times in a row. Four.
2: Or actually just touch it more and it will light up like this. Okay? Make it significant. If there's something in here with us, make the light go off a lot. Oh my god, I'm freaking out. <laughs> and so there was a couple of times when April and I were like, we're in there and it's totally lightened up. She's stressing out. <laughs> Aura's stressing out. And the two of them are fighting because they're just like they're so wound up. They don't even know how to like communicate nicely to each other at this point. And so, um, it was just really stressful because you're like, not sure what's happening. And um, part of me, how part you of me feel? Like I just had sort to of laugh because it's so like um, stressful. I laugh when it's like, you know, when people get hurt, I laugh and, you yeah. Know, but it, there was definitely, I am like, and it's in my own house. Like, okay. So did yeah. you, um, does my, did Michael go down with you? Um, no. So Michael was like, um, the next day when we were telling him, he's like, nah, no, yeah. no, nah. yeah. Like, don't do that in our house. And I'm like, no, it's already in our house. Like, because Michael and I personally had experienced something in that downstairs room, you know, a couple of Christmases ago when we were wrapping presents, I believe I told you the story. I don't think and so. Um, so Larry's TV also has a big sound bar. And the TV and this is
1: Larry, the cousin that died. Cousin who got murdered. Okay. Yeah. We yes. own
2: yes. a lot of his, we have a lot of his things um, that when he passed away, we're the only family that's here right. um, his dad and his sister live somewhere else. So we got a lot of his things. And one of them is this huge TV with a sound bar. And so we're just wrapping Christmas presents and the sound bar just starts talking. It's like, like, like it's on. And I look at Michael and he's like, and I'm kind of looking around for the remote. Like, did I sit on the remote? Like what's going on? And all he says is, oh, hi, Larry. Like, it was no big deal. Of course, it's just Larry. Well, then I look across and across the room on the arm of the sofa is the remote. And it just turns off. And then I was like, wait a minute, what did it say? Like, what was it saying? Like, it was, was there a message?
1: Was there a message in that?
2: And I, because I was just so shocked that it turned on, I wasn't listening to what it had said. Uh, and he's like, I don't know, and he just keeps folding, and I'm like, heck, like something crazy just happened, and you're acting like it didn't, like right. Um, so that was that was a few years ago. So we've had some ways. Oh, and this is another thing that happened. You know, Tristan stays in that room with her, and um, we've had a divider up while she right. was here, and um, she goes, it does this. What? Let me do it. You hear that? It's like a one, and then it goes two. And she hears it all night long. And she goes, it sounds like it's on the window. And she's like, I hear it all night long. It totally freaks me out. And Tristan says, I hear it too. I just don't listen to it anymore. I just go to bed. Like he hears is it. Is that too. a
1: bush? Is it a bush hitting Something your window? on the window. So is there a the bush?
2: It's on the window. Is, I don't know. We don't know what it is. But when I went outside and I was trying to mimic the sound for her, Yeah. She was like, you have to get the, the, you have to do the, you have to do the rhythm right first. Okay. So I finally got that rhythm, right? Ah! I was trying to do different parts of the house. Like, what does it sound like? She's laying in bed with her eyes closed. I'm like, and she's like, no, it's definitely coming from behind me. And there's a window right behind her. That window is just a window. It doesn't open, but it's coming from right there, which is right underneath the motion sensor. Oh, which the light comes on. So I had my camera set up. Um, I, even this morning I had it set up and I was like, Hey, if you want to let me know that you're here while I'm gone, yeah. just touch these things. And I checked it only will, um, go off there if there's motion and there was nothing. Huh. So I don't know. Okay. So I do have to mention this. So, um, at the white Eagle saloon, which is in Southeast Portland
4: okay. on
2: Thursday, October 27th, we have about four more rooms. So, um, there's 11 rooms in the whole place. It's a Thursday night, and um, I have reservations on four. My neighbor has reservations on, or sorry, my my neighbor has reservations on two, and Michelle and John have reservations on, I can't remember how that was. Maybe she has one. Anyway, we have 10 rooms total, but there's, um, somebody may have already rented that 11th room. Gotcha. So if anybody wants to go ghost hunting with us, including you, Melissa. (laughs) We would love for you to join us. Um, some what people have called? already, uh, like they're already in. Like some what of is this friends. called? The White Eagle? The White Eagle Saloon, which is where I went with Paige and Carolyn. And then I called Jeanette while we were there.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So we
2: are going to rent that entire floor and pretty much nobody will go to sleep until after three because that's when it's going to go down
1: this is this is my question so uh i i actually ran into john and for the listeners john is a friend of leslie's and we both but we <laughs> both know him oh john were okay john were and and john is who she's doing this ghost hunting thing with they went to wolf creek and i think he wanted
2: to call it cascade what did he call it um oh god cascade Something paranormal. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was a fun, cute, little funny name.
1: So um, where I, I don't remember where I Sorry, you ran into John. Yeah, I ran into John. Oh, um, but he oh, he said that um, you guys, that when, the, when the old people went to sleep, the girls, Vivian and Lucy, had some action, right? I'm like, why are you guys going to sleep? First of all, well, I don't know
2: why ghosts only- When the old people- and I, First of all, I was up with them.
1: Oh, okay.
2: I was up with them. I was in there okay. with them, and so yeah, it was
1: you April. can't go to sleep if you're going to stay at the White Eagle Saloon. You have to stay up all night,
2: right? Well, they had been there the night before, and they saw an apparition in their room, and so Vivian. The Warthers did. Yes, so okay. Vivian saw it go into the bathroom, and Michelle saw it come out.
1: And this is at the White Eagle Saloon, or the Wall? Sorry, no,
2: sorry. Okay. This was at. um, at Wolf Creek Inn, when we okay. went to Wolf Creek, Oregon. Okay. So we only went for one night. They were there for a couple, I believe. So the night before we got there, they had saw, saw the apparition go in and one came out. And then when I was there, we did the ghost hunting, the lights were going off. Like when they were communicating. Um, and then I, we did go to bed and then, um, sometime in the night, I am so mad at myself now. It got so cold that I was like, my, I was like, I was like, Oh, uh, like when your lip, your yeah. job givers. Yeah. It was doing that as I was freezing. And instead, I just curled up in a ball and got warm again when I should have looked around. But, yeah, you should have gotten. But I was so tired.
1: It didn't even occur to me, like, oh, there's probably ghosts in here right now. I should look. And I didn't. I just went to sleep. And shouldn't you have like a bird's eye camera or something so you can see the whole room
2: I video. Have, and video? And it wasn't as prepared. Um, I didn't bring the camera with me, but the one I have set up downstairs, I will definitely be setting that up when we go to this. For some the reason, needles, the whole, so like, terrible. I'm totally cool with psychics. Lock your schedule now for Thursday, October 27th.
1: It That scares me. Like, I don't you know You can why. even just come for a while and then leave. I could come for a while. You're right. Yeah. Because the whole staying up, you know me, I'm a sleeper. I the should whole up all night. if she wants to come down too and just oh see if she gosh. feels anything. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can ask a Renee. So I actually went and saw her last week when you were gone. So I went to her talk. I know. Yeah. She thanked you. Yeah. And that was awesome. Um, yeah. She did not recognize me because, you know, we never see her. Yeah. Uh, for For those of you, our right. listeners, we're on Zoom. So Leslie and I can see each other, but we don't have Suzanne on Zoom. She doesn't do that. And so she's always on the phone. She never knows who's coming. She really doesn't even know what yeah. I look
4: like.
2: One of the, one of our listeners won her free reading. She was our listener. Yes. She, oh my and then gosh. she texted me like, Oh my God, I won. And I met her through chase. Oh, so get we Out. Broke. their, their podcast. We ain't broke. Yes. She's friends with chase. So she started listening to us and she won it. Cause she went, she heard about it on our show and went and won. Oh so
1: my gosh. Read, there's one a free reading. Yes. Oh, well, so I recognize, I mean, I know what she looks like now because yeah. I saw who won it. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah, so cool, I cool. was secretly wanting to win it, but I, you know, I get to the pleasure of talking to her every four months. So yes. I really didn't want to win it, but, um, it was really nice. And she is so funny as I was, she is. she's like clever. Like, I like her. She is. And yeah. I was like, you know what? She could have been like, she could have done stand up and stuff. Like she's. Yeah she actually has a lot of talents and, um, good persona. She makes, she's self-deprecating. Like she was talking about how marriages, how many marriages she's had and everything. And yeah, until I realized that that was the, um, film producer that was there with her, the guy, I was like, Ooh, is this the boyfriend? Like, Uh, I think he likes her, you know? And then I'm like, Oh, well, it's a, producer well it doesn't mean that he couldn't like her like I was ready to hook him up if they weren't hooked up but yeah so cute she was she was really good and it was a a good little thing so I did I did feel like I was crashing somebody else's party a little bit because they all seem to kind of know each other but um it was good to support her and you know say hi and all that stuff so that's awesome um no the John Werther story is (laughs) (laughs) so we live in the same town so i'm turning the corner i I don't know where i was going i can't remember driving somewhere and i see john and he's up ahead of me and he's jogging and um i'm like oh it's john you know i'll conk and you know give him a wave well right then i see him and he's he's going the same direction i'm going but he's on the other side of the street And I see him like waving at a car and then pointing at them. And I'm like, what is he doing? And I I write them, that car is pulling out of the park that he's going by and a bag falls off of their car. Well, he was trying to point to them, like get their attention with a wave and a point that they have something on top of their car. So this bag falls off in the middle of the road. Well, I'm the next car. So I get up, I put it in park, put my emergency brakes on or emergency lights on. And I get out to get the bag. And he, as he's crossing the street to get the bag and he's like, Melissa, and I'm like, John, Hey, and he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I don't know. I just saw you running. And then I saw you, you know, waving down the car. So I figured I'd pick it up and go see if I can catch him." And he goes, okay, do it. So I get back in my car and I go really fast. It was so fun. It was like Dukes of Hazard moment. You know, I got to like, Arr! and I'm thinking, okay, if they pull me over, I'm going to be like, look, I've got someone's bag and I'm trying to get them. So I'm honking at them, you know, and I'm honking. honking, honking and um, finally they pulled over and I'm sure they're scared to death. Like yeah. what is
3: this middle-aged woman? Middle-aged. That's me by now, by the way. Oh, Sorry. that's horrible. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
1: you know, mom's SUV car, like honking crazily at us. So he pulls over and I get out immediately like, hi, I have your back, you know, trying to like not scare him or whatever. And he's yeah. like, oh, aren't you just the sweetest thing? And, you know, he was so thankful. that I poke my head into the car like this because I'm so tall, you know, I'm like, is this like a giraffe? Your- yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I'm like a giraffe. I'm like, is this your lipstick bag? Cause it's got little lipsticks on it. It's like a cosmetic bag. And she's like, yes. And she's kind of laughing and giggling. And I'm like, well, here you go. And they're like, oh, thank you so much. And But I was like, Ooh, I got to go fast. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and then yeah. I texted John and we're like, Hey, we did a good thing for the day. Yes. I got, got the bag to them. And it's weird that that happened with that you knew each other. I know. I know. Yeah. Isn't that? Crazy? It would
2: have been even funner if you like knew the people that you pulled over and you were like, Oh my God, this oh, is yeah. so cool.
1: like, like a full yeah. circle moment yes. for us. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's well, cute. we haven't even gotten to our story today. I know. God, that was my story. That's all I have to report to you. But I do have to say, you know, the John o- um, Arthur Ackroyd that you did. Yes. Um, that one gets a lot of attention. Like really? through YouTube, a lot of people yeah. and then since then I've watched some videos about this guy and the things that like I believe the girl that um remember he asked to be the girlfriend? Yes, yes, Marlene, and I saw an interview with her and how yes. no. Yeah and how like devastating that was because she was so young and how um like it, it, it impacted her life still affects her like through that whole thing. And I just thought like I oh, we probably should like dive into that one a little bit more with the different characters that played roles in there, just because um, I think we told the story, but we don't yeah. really know the story about him yeah. and how terrible he was. And then I just saw another video about a guy that, um, he's from Florida, of course, because they are crazy in Florida, but <laughs> I'll tell that one another time. But um, I think that guy was like a true monster and, and it was the Highway 20 guy, the ghost oh, of okay. Highway 20. Is the well, job I have
1: actually. to say about Mar, was it Marla, Marla, I think um, really? she, she, Marlene. She was Native American and oh, doesn't look it, um, no, no, it no, no, no. But I mean, she, she has nice tan skin, like she probably tans really well. But um, I didn't believe her, they thought no, the no. was like, yes,
2: yes, like how, uh, she went to her mother in law's house, her mother in law wanted her to take a shower. Yes. And she's like, no, like, I need to like, and I think back then when she was hitchhiking, um, sounded like everybody did that because she got in the car and was like, she was like, at first I didn't notice that there was no door panel. I didn't notice there wasn't a way to open the door. I didn't notice yeah. that there wasn't a way to roll down
1: the way. she was like a window roller well, down she was her. drunk too, you yeah, know. She was drunk, probably not thinking about that. And yep. she's
2: like, I didn't reckon, I didn't know all of this stuff.
1: Like well, so I actually watched that interview, I think the one that you're talking about, yeah. um, in doing that show. And I it was so impacted by um the victim blaming and how often victims are made to feel like they're not believed or they did something wrong. They were, had drank too much. They wore too short a skirt. Um, they were out too late. You know, they didn't go with a friend or whatever, which she had gone with a friend. She just, she doesn't want to get in trouble. So she throws out this thing. And she did tell her husband though. She did tell her husband. I mean, it, it just was sad. It was sad that that man could have at least been flagged Mm -hmm. a lot earlier with police to have had a record of some sort or a warning at least that could have maybe avoided a young girl, uh, several girls obviously being killed, but um, you know, a young, I think what was she was 11 or 12, his stepdaughter being killed. Because he says like, they took him out there on purpose to see what he was saying.
2: He's like, you know um, something about like finding her under a tree or like a lock. Like, he's basically telling them where she's at. They never found her. They, I don't think they've ever found her yet. No, they have not. But how, um, and then it sounds like her brother, um, what was her name, Ro- Rochelle? Or... I don't remember. I wasn't prepared to have this conversation, yeah. The son, uh, sorry, the brother of the girl the that went missing is still, like, devastated. Yeah. And just knows it was him. Like, yeah. And yeah. the mom's still like, mm, I don't know, like, still know. smile about the whole thing. Yeah. It's just sad. Anyway, let's go to your story. Okay, we, I well, think we need to revisit that and dive into a little bit more just because a lot of people are like, well, what about his girlfriend? Or what about like they comment on um, our YouTube page about it? Okay. Okay. And I'm like, I don't even know what they're talking about. Like, so I'm like, I need to I need do to a little back. research. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Well, this one is actually happened during COVID. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's extremely sad to me. And um, I just don't know why. Parents slash step parents slash girlfriend boyfriends of kids. I I, I don't understand this. So um, this little boy, his name was Samuel Olson, Olson. He was five years old, and his parents were Sarah and Dalton Olson, and they were at the time in a bitter custody battle. Um, the boy, and this was this year, by the way, this past 2021. The boy's mother, um, Sarah, said that she'd not seen her, hus- her ex-husband in a year um, when he had a- basically taken his son for a visit, a-, a custody visit, right, mandated by the courts, and just hadn't brought him back. And so on May 21st is the first time in which she hears he, the little boy is missing. Um, these two, Sarah and Dalton, had broken up in 2017. So this is, was like four years of them being split up. But Sarah had primary custody of little Samuel. And so Dalton had done his visits and paid his child support until a year prior. He just took him for a visit and never brought him back so the court records show that sarah olson tried very hard to serve dalton olson with custody papers and was never never able to find him to like serve him with the papers and then dalton had also moved several try times trying to avoid and hide himself and samuel so he was clearly wanting this child right And this is where it just gets confusing for me, because if you're trying so hard to keep this child from its mother, why wouldn't you want to keep this child safe? Right. So um, just to tell you a little bit about Samuel, before we get in the rest of it, he was obsessed with Toy Story. He had every one of the, you know, buzz um, and Woody, you know, things, he had pajamas, he had the sheets, he had the whole nine yards and people say that he was very funny and very affectionate. And while holding your hand, he would like rub your hand. And I don't know about you, but my son used to do that. And you'd just be like, Oh, melted. I just melted. Um, so Samuel was actually reported missing on May 27th. But his disappearance is estimated to be weeks before that. On April 30th, that was the last day he was ever seen at his school. And Houston investigators claim that on May 10th, the girlfriend of Dalton, her name's Teresa Balboa, and you will hear her name a lot. She is also the mother of two children, but they are in the custody of their father. She lived... In an apartment with a different man, okay? So she and Dalton had been in a relationship and he actually had a restraining order out against her to not contact him or his family. Now, I'm not sure what happened. They refer to Teresa Balboa as being Dalton, Samuel's dad's girlfriend. Now, is that just a girl and a friend or is that girlfriend were together? Very unclear. But anyways, Teresa Balboa also lived with a different man. His name is Ben Rivera. Um, These investigators in Houston claim that he received a phone call from Balboa claiming that Samuel was not breathing and telling him to come over. So this was May 10th. When he arrived at their apartment, he saw that Samuel was unconscious and bruised. And the two decided to place his body in the bathtub for two days. Okay, and then on May 13th, Rivera says that he went to Walmart and he purchased duct tape and a plastic tote bin. They put the boy into the tote and then they put him into a storage unit. Investigators say that there um, is a conflict with Rivera's timeline so that he's been conflicting stories or what have you, but he claims he had nothing to do with the actual murder, but that he did definitely help right? Help Teresa Balboa. Now, I don't know, maybe he was sleeping with Teresa Balboa. It sounds like they used to be an item. I'm not sure what kind of hoochie she has, but clearly she's holding some power here. I don't know. Um, But anyways, investigators found a text from Balboa on May 5th. Okay. So that was May 10th that this original uh, Rivera says, but on May 5th saying she needed to speak with him before he came home on that day. So this was way back in May fifth. Right. We also found a text message from Balboa on May (sighs) twelfth. Oh, excuse you. Sorry. On May twelfth, saying that she was going to move Samuel's body to bed to the bed after learning that the apartment's maintenance would be entering their unit that day. Okay, which is kind of weird because okay, the twelfth. They move the bed from the bathtub. Now the 13th, they're moving it to, to the storage unit. Um, what we do know is that surveillance video at the storage unit shows Rivera's truck with the bin, supposedly containing Samuel's body, um, arriving on May 22nd, or they assume that it arrived because they saw the truck, they saw the bin, all accounts. It seems like May 22nd, but that would be a big gap from the 13th to then the 22nd. Um, However, Balboa initially claimed that on May 27th, that police and Samuel's mother, Sarah Olson, arrived at Balboa's home and took the boy without her permission. However, surveillance video from Sarah's home, the mother, proves that she couldn't have taken the child. The boy's father reported Samuel missing on May 27th, and that is what started the search. Now, just taking a T right here, the question I have is: Let's just say that Balboa's, or sorry, that Rivera's, you know, claims are true. That it was May 10th when Balboa first call, uh, texted him or called him, saying, "Hey, you know, he's unconscious. Whatever." So May 12th to May 27th, was this dad not wondering where his son was checking on him, coming to get him? Did he just farm him out to Teresa Balboa? The the woman that he had a restraining order against? I'm confused about that. I'm, I'm wondering what's the deal with the husband. Now the family of Samuel and Sarah, the mother, definitely say, did Dalton have something to do with it? Did he know about this? What was his role in this? You know, why was he leaving Samuel alone with her? I mean, there's a whole lot of questions that, t- to my knowledge, are unanswered. But on June 1st, Balboa, then again, so this is 27th, they have a massive manhunt or massive hunt for him and a search. On June 1st, Balboa called a third friend. Okay. And she tells him she wants to move the bin. With the body in it again. The friend helped Balboa by driving the boy's corpse to a motel about a hundred miles away. But after agreeing to do so, he promptly called crime stoppers to report what he had been asked to do. So the police ended up raiding the motel about 3 a.m. in the morning, finding Balboa and the corpse in the plastic bin, as had been reported. Balboa is being held on a $600,000 bond to face capital murder charges, which I did a little digging on capital murder charges. That means basically she can face the death penalty in Texas, tampering with evidence, and human corpse charges. Samuel would have turned sixth on May 29th. Very sad. So reports also state that Dalton allowed Balboa to watch Samuel, um, with, with the ex-girlfriend, even though there was this protection order that she had placed, that he had placed against Balboa and Balboa had apparently assaulted Dalton last November. So that would be 2020 and was ordered to stay away from him and his family. So I've got a lot of questions for Dalton, like, what kind of dad steals the kid from mom and then can't take care of him. So you give him to the ex-girlfriend who you already have a restraining order against. So I'm like confused. I, I, almost a month, almost what a month. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that's going. What, what even possibly. Unless he was
2: like a Casey Anthony, like, Oh, we're sorry. We're busy right now. We're like putting him off for so long. Like,
1: dude, eventually you couldn't, you couldn't keep my kid for two days without me. especially a five-year-old going, no, I want my kid back. Like, well, it kind of um, stuff like
2: kissing Anthony and her mom, or even yes, possibly similar to like Hyron Horman. Like if your yes. mom had done something and was working with somebody.
1: It's, it's a little sus for this dad to not have been like, dude, I'm getting my kid back. Where are you? Like, I don't get it.
2: And at that point you would call the mom and just say, listen, I messed up. I can't. Yes. Mind
1: child. Yeah. Or you'd call the police and go, my ex-girlfriend will not give me a son, my son back. Like, please help me. Like, why would you sit on this for so many weeks? So they did an autopsy and positively identified Samuel and concluded that he had died from homicidal violence with blunt head trauma. Ben Rivera, which was the roommate, was also charged and arrested with tampering evidence, a human corpse, and his bond was $100,000. I was like record, record scratch right there. First of all, why wasn't it conspiracy or something? Like, I don't get that. That's even a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, a hundred thousand dollar bond. Don't you only like with a bondsman, you only have to put up a certain amount. Yeah. It's like 10%. Like, are you flipping kidding me? Like that just seems way too low. Um, Dylan Walker was the second gentleman that helped. I shouldn't call him a gentleman. The second guy that helped her take the bin to the hotel and he was also arrested and charged i should say um, he was charged with tampering with evidence and human corpse charge um he booked the hotel room or the motel room and he also helped move the body there but i should say that he was at, at least um cooperating with investigators and he did turn her into crime stoppers so you know okay i can give him that I, again, I don't know what kind of voodoo she has on men and what is going on there, but, um, I, I, this kind of brings up like last week's podcast where you're like, okay, would you turn in your neighbor? Would you turn in your, your kids? You know, dude, I would not do that for some chick. Oh, are you kidding me? And capital murder in the state of Texas is the most serious crime. One of the most serious crimes. And, um, she can face the death penalty, but it just makes me think, would you help a friend or an ex-boyfriend or a roommate? Move a body? No. Yeah. No. What if you would have come home and Michael's like, well, Michael's your husband, but like, oh, dead body here. What are we going to do? Like, I, I don't even, couldn't even sleep.
2: Yeah. No. Well, okay. One thing I would probably do is call the police and then I would follow along with it just so that person, like I would be in working with the police. Yes. So that- Remember that story where that woman, the man was having an affair and then he leaves his wife for the, the, the girlfriend, they get married and, and he was on probation for some drug charges and she, um, well, someone kept anonymously tipping that her husband's selling drugs. And so they kept raiding the house, like raiding his car and like all this stuff. Right. And then it shows that one day he goes to the gym and, um, she, no, she went to the gym, left her husband at home. And when she got a call at the gym saying that there's been something happened at home, she comes back and um, they've been told that her husband's been murdered while she was at the gym. Do you know the story? I don't think so. So that her husband was brutally attacked and murdered while she was at the gym. And she like is crying hysterically and like, let me see him, let me see him. And they, they take her in to question her and everything. Um, And it turns out he didn't die, but it turns out she was plotting his murder with an undercover cop. And Mm. so they played it all out as if he did. And they totally caught her.
1: And they did like the live photos of him on the ground dead, right? There might have been,
2: I don't know. I don't remember that part, but she truly believed that it had come through yes but it, so like if somebody if you were to call me and be like listen there was an accident with my neighbor last night and we just need to go hide him I'd be like I'll be right over I'd be like calling the place I'm like nine one one, yeah do? like I'm gonna do this with her but I want to let you know like I just so to get you not that I would really want you to be caught but if you really didn't murder your neighbor yes you should be yes. but I would probably go along that lines versus actually doing it like um because that's that's asking a lot. Like yes. even my best friend, I don't know if I could do that for Amber No. <laughs> <April>. <laughs> like no. I'm not going down with you if you didn't No. It, no. Going going with down like Spicer, that. are you willing? If if we figure out where he's at, are you willing to go down with Terry Harman?
1: No. Oh my God. Is Dee Spicer willing to do that for seriously. A friend? seriously? And and really Did you do it? D. D. Like are you? Spicer has had her whole life turned upside down. I mean, even now, I don't think that people know who she But so did is. she really not do it? Did she really not help her? Did she, Melissa? I wouldn't even want to be associated with that. I would have been the first one in that, uh, the um, grand jury, like, spilling my guts about everything I knew. She so was not they, spilling her guts. Did she do it? Did she help her? Is she going to her grave knowing something? I think she had to have in many ways helped her. Now whether she was involved in the actual crime I do not know. But the fact that she was withholding evidence from investigators that they could not adequately investigate her, they she in in the process was helping her. So, so I she believe knows she knows something or she knows or she potentially thinks she knows some things that would be detrimental to her. That's think I when think when the truth needs people- to come out. The, the case
2: that you're just talking about, do you think when those, the, the ex crazy girlfriend and her live in friend. Yeah. Do you think they're going to say that the husband has something to do with
1: it? I mean, it's going I to come know. Out, right? Like, I, I just can't imagine what was happening between the two of them, that that husband wasn't asking to have his kid back or see his kid or, you know, there was no discussion was left of with the mom and that's the case. Yes. Thank you. Give him back to the mom. There was no, there was no allegations that this mom was anything but a loving mother. He had a grandmother, like definitely people to take him. It even sounds like maybe his mother was involved in seeing the boy, like at least give him to your mother. Like, I don't get that. And I could be wrong about that mother, the grandmother part, but I, it seemed like it. Um, I watched some videos and stuff like that. Oh, and this is the other thing. You know how those those, you know, the, the videos come up and Terry Harmon. Oh, I'm so crying. I miss him. Blah blah. There's a video of Teresa Balboa saying he called me, um, super, He didn't call me mom, mom. He called me super mom and he loved me and we loved each other. We had a good relationship. Blah! I'm like, you are such a, so why bitch did kill him yeah, exactly. Well, because that. this was before this was when they were searching for him. She was saying all this. I'm like, you're just a cold bitch. And I don't remember Terry Horman ever crying. It was a fake cry, but remember it was like, she was like meek like and like and trying
2: to pretend. Yeah. To there yeah. was
1: nothing there. There was no, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. She looked more well, deeply, like sick to her stomach than she yes. looked like she was, yeah. was worried. She did look like she, she was, was herself and not very well, but he just so here's the, me. here's the antithesis okay. of the story that I just told you. That's I have one weird. more story to tell you. The antithesis, word? antithesis, which is the opposite.
2: Mm.
1: Had did you hear about the father? in China who crossed China on a motorbike motorcycle for nearly 24 years looking for his son. No, he had these banners and photos of his two-year-old boy flying behind his motorbike that he traveled more than 300 miles to find his son. His son had been kidnapped because, of course, in China, there was the one child rule and everybody wanted to have boys, blah, blah, blah. He was stolen from his parents' um, front door. He like had been standing in the front door. His mom was cooking or whatever. And he was stolen when he was two. And after 24 years, this boy was actually found. He's now 26, obviously. And the parents were actually reunited with him um, after a DNA match. Now, what I'm not sure is why the DNA match happened. Like how, what happened there? He still is in China. He's actually a school teacher. And um, there's pictures of the son and the wife and the son and the dad. And she is quoted with my darling, my darling, my darling, we found you, my son, my son. And uh, Mr. Guo, G O, I don't know how to pronounce that. G U O. I'm horrible with foreign languages, by the way. He's been delivered into your hands, so you need to love him well. Trying to comfort her, even as his own voice shook. Oh wait, Miss. Yeah, no, that's the that's the husband that <laughs> said that. I was like, wait, that sounds like not the husband. But um, anyways, the saddest part though is that he's staying living with his adopted parents because that's who he knows. Well, and so we're good to him. Like
2: because I've heard this where people have been kidnapped and then they find the real parents and they're like yeah. I was totally happy where I was. Yeah. And so they're conflicted, right? Yeah.
4: Like but the, the
1: problem is is that they stole you. They they, they, they had every intention they should knew. go to jail yes but what
2: if he had a really great life too like what they did was totally wrong but you loved them because they treated you so well like it they doesn't mean like every time well. that you're kidnapped that you're tortured and murdered yeah. like maybe they just really wanted a son and now he's kind of caught between the two because they obviously put him through college and they you know yeah. he's a teacher now and he did all of that and He's a good person,
1: but he can be a good person because of the people that raised you. Can he have them both? I know. Well, he. I think he is going to have them both. They they have arrested the woman who stole him. Um, But I agree that I feel like I get all of that. But at the end of the day, they knew that they were stealing him.
2: As a child, like you, what if you were raised by the family that you were raised with right now. And then you found out that you have another family somewhere. What we're are you doing? Awesome. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: what would you do? Like you would still love your mom and I would, but if my mother had stolen me, I'd be a little pissed off. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying, but I'd also be like, dude, you took my whole life and changed it. And but it's still awesome
2: though. Like, but
1: you were robbed of what it could have been. Yeah. You'll never
2: know what that was.
1: No. And how do you know that? I don't know. Like there is something about a child you've given birth to. I think, although I've never adopted a child and don't, don't give me bad emails about this. I just can't imagine the, 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 love that I experienced giving life to something, I can't imagine having that same love. I, I can't imagine it. And maybe that's it. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe this mother really did have, cause she had gratitude. I think you can still give given them. a child as much, even though you didn't carry it. Yeah, maybe,
2: but it's different. Like, okay. So like, if you get, is it get- different? Is it the same? No, what I'm, well, I'm, this is where I'm going. This is the okay. only way I can kind of like, you
1: know, wrap the, your head the, around it all, is if,
2: like, if we were to get divorced and you bring in a step person. Yes. That step person didn't raise them from a child. And yes. that step person will never love your child the way you would love them. Well, that's what I'm like, saying. And you would never maybe love your child that way. But that was because you, you didn't agree to get them together, maybe, right? But because they would came some as fabulous
1: a fabulous step parents that, those kids do feel like they raise them like their own and love them like their own. I mean, I can't, I don't think we can say blanketly that a step parent, I guess this is where I'm tortured in my mind because I cannot, okay. you, don't I know love,
2: you don't know. I love Steve. I didn't birth him. That's true. I do like, love, I love him so much. I will let him sleep on my bed and follow me okay, to the true. Bathroom.
1: But if, if you had to put your life down. For him, or your life down for your kids, you would do your kids first.
2: I would save. Deegan, Deegan might be lower, the lower on the list right now. <laughs> if I had, to, if I was in the water and I had to save one of them, yes, I would save my children. Yes, because Steve's a great swimmer; he can do it. In the water. <laughs> I don't know. Oh God. I got to birth my dog, but I sure love him so much.
1: And you know what? I want to say for all those people who do an amazing thing by adopting kids and step parents, and there are so many good ones out there that the list is endless. But um, I also want to say that I don't know because I've never experienced that. And I didn't know how much I could love my kid before I had my kid. Or my kids. Well, And there's a like, lot of crappy parents who have
2: birthday children who don't yes. treat nicely. Yes. Like we saw at the beginning of the show Yes,
1: and the story I told. So for sure. And I didn't even go into Teresa Balboa's, you know, girls and all of that, but I'm sure there's a story there. The dad is yeah. like, dude, she's crazy. She's, I mean, he did a, you know, plea to the judge earlier on to get custody of the kids. And he's like, dude, worst decision I ever made getting together with her, you know, and I'm sure she was kind of a nightmare parent, but I guess it's that, that thing, Leslie, where when you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. when I, before I had children, I couldn't have imagined how much I'd love that thing. i I could have only compared it to how much I loved my husband. And then when you have kids, you're like, oh my God, this love is so much more. And then you have people in your life that don't have kids and you think, oh my God, like you're missing out on this extraordinary love That is so overwhelming and so consuming to you, but you're right. Maybe when you're so want a kid and you can't produce it yourself, maybe that's something that I also haven't ever experienced is that adoption love or that stepchild love or whatever. Well, and I truly believe that some people can't have kids and though,
2: so even though they're adopted, if they were meant to be those, that child's parents, Yeah, like it just made it, the universe made it happen for those people, even though they weren't able to conceive that child, they wanted that child so bad, even more so than maybe some people who had unplanned pregnancies who still had right. great children and everything like that. But
1: I would say that some people have planned it. A they little... didn't have to, they didn't have to work very hard for it. Right. So, so back to that, do you think that these parents that stole that or bought, bought this two-year-old boy were meant to be his parents? Like universe ways,
2: maybe. Yeah. Maybe that was the plan all along. And they just didn't go, like, they just wanted him so bad. So I guess you could say that he was so loved by both these families. Yeah. Like, so much that the dad looked for him for all those years. And and this other family, like, treated him so great that he still wants to be with them. Yeah. Like, he's just a really lucky kid, I guess, and lucky that he was kidnapped by the right people who didn't yeah. order him Yeah, that they still treated him. Probably they, he never knew he was adopted or stolen. Yeah. They Nobody treated didn't. him like his own.
1: Yeah. So he's just very loved. So I think the one good thing that has happened in China over the years is they've stopped doing that one child mandatory thing. I think boys are definitely still the preferred sex to have, but um, I think that's for points of financial stability and um all of that but you know that that kind of crap needs to stop happening yeah. like you know that's just not that's not okay yeah so it kind of it was the two extremes today yeah really bad parenting and then these parent, this parents or parents really but you know the dad really spent his whole life looking for the son that's so. and eventually it paid off and he found him just breaks my
2: and time you know over. probably the parents that stole him knew that he was looking oh yeah you know For that sure. would be other that would be like heartbreaking yes knowing that one day your son is going to be found and and knowing that you had the secret all along
1: yeah yeah I don't and, know and is this 26 year old guy never going to be pissed off at them maybe because he, they always treated him really well I think you're giving him too much credit right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because I've never been in that situation. I can't imagine what that feels like. You like know? if Like I found out now that my parents
2: kidnapped me, I would be mad and it would make sense because like <laughs> what I was related to those people. And the fact that like you did steal me from like my potential great life, like right. not that my life wasn't great. It was just different. But
1: I think you just never felt like you fit in. You've said that before.
2: Right. And I always thought like my, you know, I was always told I was adopted. And then when I was my 18th birthday, my mom sat me down and I'm like, here it is. She's going to tell me like, I'm my aunts or something. Cause I was a lot more creative. Like my aunt was and all of this. And she sat me down and told me that I was really hers. And I totally cried. Like, really? like Wait,
1: this- wait, wait, wait. You were always told you were adopted. My
2: sister. Told oh, and I was adopted. She's like seven years older than me. Like, wait, so but your mother knew this. Oh yeah. It was like the joke. Like it was like a family joke that I was always adopted. And
1: and then that's a horrible always... joke.
2: Oh, they, um, I could go on and on about some of the things, but I was told I was always adopted. And so I was really excited. My 18th birthday, like it was a big deal. She was going to sit down and tell me, and they made like a deal about it. Right. I, she sat me down. And no, thought, oh she gave me a necklace that it was my grandmother's and she sat me down and told me that I was really hers. Like Like, you're
1: kidding me. Like, right. Like my whole life, like, this is it. I was going to be told. (laughs) Leslie, you have never told me this. And I have to tell you, your mother has just went down like a bajillion pegs in my life. It was all like part of the joke, right? Like they were like, Oh, we're really funny. Well, I was
2: really hoping that I was like, entities.
1: Like, it would have you ever taken anything. a DNA test to see if you and your sister are legit sisters? I'm pretty sure we are. Like, what else would we be? Might be sort of interesting. Well, my parents were a little swingers. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I don't know if they were before that, before I was born. Maybe that was...
1: Well, why would they have not been before Gymnasium? if they what were What if out? I did have other people?
2: Yes. Well, I would have to be my mom. I
1: would just, well, yes. Well, actually you don't know that you have to be your mom's unless you have pictures. How do you know you're my, your mom's?
2: Well, I mean, my sister would have known she was in the hospital when my mom had me and brought me home as an infant. Like, yeah, she was seven. Right. So my sister would have seen me as a baby. But have you ever
1: really sat down now? Your sister's an adult and said, do you saw mom pregnant? I do have a picture of my mom in the hospital having and you know, it was you and not your sister mm-hmm. or another child. Um, I don't know.
2: I don't think I don't, I don't think we have those kind of family secrets.
1: Okay. Well, you might ask your sister, you know, she's older now and, uh... oh, well, Hey, for Christmas,
2: I'm going to give you this DNA test. <laughs> go ahead and submit uh, that. Let me know uh... because we do have somebody that we both know who did DNA tests and her brothers don't match hers. <gasps>
1: what
2: i'll have to tell you who that is later.
1: i know this person
4: mm-hmm.
2: record scratch what? and she hasn't mentioned it to her family that she knows this yet holy shit. she probably never will
1: wait so she hasn't told the brothers
2: yeah i think the brother might know because he would have had to give her the results or something They would have had to see it the results of her brothers don't match like,
1: um, half, half of her, Yeah. Oh, no. Leslie, I don't know. I think you should, uh, stay curious, say, stay <laughs> suspicious and stay open on this one. I will. I'll do that. I think, hey, we, but we if we anybody wants
2: to join us at the hotel at on October 27th, you need to email me at salonslewis at yahoo.com. The rooms are roughly about a hundred bucks for the night don't plan on sleeping until after three 30. Um, I think checkouts at 10 or 11. Um, Oh it, my gosh,
1: it, that's not enough time.
2: Get late. Make So we will be eating there together that night and like hanging out until it gets dark. And then it'll be hopefully nice and creepy while we're there, but we did it around Halloween as close as we could. Um, and on the weekends, like Friday, Saturday, you have to have a two day minimum. Okay. So that's why we're only going on that Thursday. So, okay. We do have a couple of extra rooms, Melissa. Ah! At least we a couple hours in the night. Okay. All right. Bring Eric. Walk around. Right. Now, what is it called? White Eagle? I've never heard of it. White Eagle this. Saloon is in Southeast Portland. It is a McMiniman's building.
1: I have never heard of this. Yes.
2: Okay. Well, we talked about it because we were talking about, like, they were um, Polish immigrants oh, who yes, originally yes. opened up the place, okay. and it wasn't like a brothel, but it was more like um, men would take women there but it wasn't like that's not the kind of place it was right um according to Jeanette who we called that night so Uh I will probably give her a heads up to do that and I may even reach out you're still folding papers sorry to either Renee or Suzanne to see if they want to join us at least for part of the night if they'd come out that would be fun
1: that would be fun I love that all right salon sleuth fans well that's enough for today we have been on a long time hour and 20 minutes Wow. Okay. Well, we want you to remember to stay curious, stay suspicious and stay open and start leaving messages that Leslie needs to do a DNA test.